0: This is the Borders of Equality podcast, a podcast about immigration and political economy. In this episode, we take a look at the invisible labor market, the jobs that people in northern countries don't want to do, and that are mostly done by migrant workers. And yet, most people don't really see them, how they work, and where they live. It's a world of low wages, work agencies, zero-hour contracts, and housing on campsites. For this podcast, I talked to David, a young migrant from Portugal. David could have had a promising football career. He was even offered a contract by a Premier League club in England. But a back problem left him unable to play. A year and a half ago, he came to the Netherlands through an agency. A second agency organizes housing, and yet a third agency dispatches him to different companies. Sorting packages. He thought that working in Northern Europe would be much better than what he was used to. And yet, he often struggles to make a living. In some weeks, he earns less than what he would in his home country. And in fact, the conditions of David's employment are quite different from those that most Dutch people have. He earns the minimum wage, but the agency that employs him is also his landlord. He deducts his rent directly from his salary. He lives in a bungalow and shares a room with other migrants, mostly from Poland, but also from Portugal, Spain, and even South America. This was a problem when the corona pandemic hit. What do you do to socially distance if you share a bungalow with five other people on a campsite? He says that the company didn't really care. In a previous job, he was housed in an older hospital across the Belgian border. He tried to register as a Dutch resident, but the agency said he couldn't. If he lived in the Netherlands, he could have claimed housing benefits. The cost of transport is also deducted from his salary. The job is hard work, he sometimes walks 20km per day. It's ok, as long as he gets enough hours. And often, he doesn't get enough hours. David doesn't know how much work he will get the following day. He usually learns this just before his shifts. Some days he's sent home early and barely gets enough hours to pay the rent. The rent doesn't change, even if the salary does. It's the maximum that the agency can legally deduct from its minimum wage. Despite all the problems with his job and housing, he wants to stay, learn Dutch, find his own house and find a job in his domain. David is not low-skilled, he has a university degree in physiotherapy. This is the first of a two-part episode on the shadow labour market. In the second, I talk to Imke von Hardinger on the pandemic and migrant workers.
1: I'm David, I'm 25 years old, I'm from Portugal and I'm in Netherlands. Almost one year is gonna, I'm gonna do one year in July, and uh, I work here for temporary agencies. Uh, I left Portugal uh, when I was almost 18 years old because I I went to play football and study in England, in the Queen Park Rangers. No, I was playing in Portugal, and also a national team, until under-19. And then the English team came came to my club, to my parents, and they offered me a professional contract, and I also wanted to continue studying. And I did that. Later, I got a, I found a problem in my back that I couldn't play anymore. But I still finished the university there. When I finished the university, I I went to France. I also take degrees of football coaching. When I couldn't play more football, but uh, one year and a half ago, I got uh, personal problems. I far away from everything, like a little bit depressing, and I wanted a new thing. Go away from everything that uh, I know and. Eventually I saw, I don't remember very well, maybe in the internet, Facebook, I don't know, you want to work in Netherlands, and I thought that's a good opportunity. I wanted to move out from everything that I know, to escape, a little bit escape from everything, and at the time it seems a good opportunity for me. I I did a a little bit thinking about Netherlands, and I said, okay, let's go. I saw an advertisement yeah, in the internet, it's like a, this is a little bit confusing in the, even for me because I came from, a, I think a Spanish agency, but they have a, like an office in Portugal. I stay in touch with them, they they get an opportunity of work here for me with a, a temporary company here and from that temporary company we get a job. Directly in the company, it's like a little bit messy because after you have other company that take care about the house and the transport. It's a lot of uh, enterprise together. And then in Netherlands, I stay with a temporary agency that gets me a job. It's a temporary company in Netherlands. The temporary company in Portugal only brought us here, only deal the to find us and brought us here. They have three, four companies uh, taking care of that. It's confusing and they can put a in our know, salary to take money from the house, the accommodation, and sometimes I already know because I went to an accountant in the Netherlands. They, even they don't understand that because I think they, I don't know if they put in our own pocket, if they put extra costs, they can do everything. I like the job, was everything uh, right with the job, but I didn't get uh, enough hours and i changed after that after because i worked for six seven companies maybe in one year team guarantee you like 120 hours per week but we pay 100 euros for house per week not house like room and normally you share room with other person the first place i was been was <laughs> was outrageous like Old hospital in Belgium without all conditions you need to share a kitchen for floor, a bathroom for floor, no men's, girls, like it was together, girls and men's, very strange situations. I was like 200 meters f- to the border, I worked for some some companies, they send us by bus.
0: Uh,
1: I'm, we have people from every country already, met people from Portugal, also Spain. Uh, Italy, even from Argentina, most of them are Polish, from Poland, we have Romanians, Hungary people, we have people from all over the Europe, even South America. We are in the warehouse, the packages came and uh, we take care of everything to be ready to go to the customer. A lot of problems, not only with the house, with the money, everything. but. Is like uh, big problems. Even my head, still today, is like uh, brain damage. First, uh, I, st- I didn't get enough hours. When I did night shift and uh, morning shift, I received always the same. I found in the pay slips that, uh, for example, I remember this very well. I work two days. Like When you work two days night shifts, you have different... Uh, passengers of extra money. And I remember that there were two days and so seven till nine is four hours and basically only three hours. Something like that. With the money always problems, never the good money. With the the office of them, for example, one day they send me a hurry to home. We pay for transport. I don't know if it's 15 euros. They gave us a car and we pay for each one. The people for the car like 15 or 20 euros I don't remember very well but uh, for example I paid one thing that happened in first week I'm gonna tell you two things that happened with me two problems with the, the office in the first week or second week I don't remember very well the housing that they provide they they cut the water in the camping yes though I don't know if uh, I think it was not them but uh, we when I wake up to go work I didn't have water and I started at 14 that day, I wake up at midday to take shower, make some food, that kind of stuff and I didn't have water, to take a shower, to cook, I called the office and I told them like this, look, I'm with the flu, I sweat all the night, I work in picking. I walk 20 kilometers, <laughs> I need to, to take shower and they told me that is not my problem. And I told him, that is not your problem. So, okay, it's not your problem, but it's not my problem also, because I pay for it. So, you need to solve this. They told me, oh, go find water somewhere. But later she told me, I, I don't accept that you don't came to work because of that. That was one thing. They didn't warn nothing. The way they treat us is like, okay, you do what we want. other thing was with the transport. I finished, I started at 6 one day. I finished maybe at 10. But my driver was almost part of the team, she stayed till 14, making hours. But the team leader came to me and said, you and your friends can go to the office and ask for a car because we don't need you anymore today. And I went to the office at 10 and they told me, we don't have a, a, a drivers available. And I told them. So I asked them like this, so what we gonna do? And they told me like this, go by bus. And I told him, what? Are you kidding me? I'm gonna, I, in that week I'm, I will work, I worked uh, 11 hours. So, it's 110 euros. is to pay the house and the car and the insurance. And they will not get money. I asked them if I need to pay to go to the work. After that came Corona, big mess. Yes, because at the beginning they got hours. But after that it was like, they gave up, because... It's like this, the companies bring as many people as possible because they earn a lot of money with us. I find out that, for example, we paid 400 euros each one for for a shared room there and they only asked 270 to the company. So where is the other 130 euros? That is a good question. Yes, because they have an agreement, I don't know which agreement, but I know that the, the camping I know that they asked for the people, 270 euros, but the company takes us 100 euros per week. 130 euros. I don't know where is the The I think uh, the, the people don't care, because I think that should be investigated, because I'm talking about 130 euros. But imagine, they may have like 200 people working for them. If you multiply 130 Uh, versus 200 per month is a lot of money. (laughs) The problem is we were in a small house like 8 people where I was living. It was a bungalow. When Corona came, they didn't do nothing. And I told them like this, look, I have asthma. Even in the work, you, you don't take the safety measures. It's all the same. I can't catch Corona because I'm a risk person. But they didn't care is when I and I think they still didn't change. For example, almost in you know, all the jobs I receive less than if I work in Portugal. And as you know, in Portugal we don't get any money. Yes, because I give you an example. They, if they, if For example, I work me and you in the company, but they only got work for two people. So it's good for us, they have five days for us too, but they bring two more people so four people pay them the house, the car, etc. But they split. They gave us only hours to, to pay the rent. And they stay, we stay with 50 or 100 euros for a week. I have, we, I have one week that I received 11 euros. Sometimes they inform you in the day, <laughs> like two hours before, one hour before. Is uh, 10, 10 something, 10, 20, I think. But after six weeks, they changed to ten fifty one. But does not matter because we didn't get any hours. Yes? We still okay. I I made the account with my parents. How much money is like profit? How much I earn and I must uh how much I spent. I was losing almost two thousand five hundred euros. Only food, because the house, we don't pay them directly, the house and the transport and the insurance. They take us from our cellar. They they have the thing very well cared, because they put us outside of Netherlands. For, because if you don't have a resistor, you cannot have legally a house. I was already searching for that. And if you ask them to resistor, they don't let you. They say that is not possible. No, Wiko was in camping, was in Ustroth, near Breda. But uh, we, me and some people went to the office, asked for dual registration, uh, but they say no, it's not possible, it's not possible. Not none, no. It uh, was almost that uh, Corona doesn't exist. For them, Corona maybe is the Corona deer Almost the same thing, but instead of uh, like uh, envelopes, boxes, was almost clothes. But one day was my last day of work. I told them like this, look, I'm not gonna do this, because we were close, very close each other, and then they want me to do a job that uh, the closest that I need to pack, passing by 20 or 30 people's hands, like 10 minutes before, I told them, look, I'm not gonna do this, no one use gloves, nothing, I don't care, and I went home. When Corona came, I think they got more hours, but... uh, when Rini really, really happened, I changed, because I told me... And even now, I have friends that work there, I spoke with them, they only changed some things, like put liquids in the work for the people wash their hands, they want to keep distance, blah blah. But they told me that also, not too much really changed. They, <laughs> of course, even when I came, I didn't know that I go to Belgium. I found out in Eindhoven, in the airport, because they told me that I'm going to stay in the Netherlands. They told me that we're going to stay in the good place. When I, when I arrived to Mazaik, I saw that it was hospital, a renovated hospital without conditions. So, but of course, they will not tell what you going to really get, because if they tell you the real truth, the people will not came. Yes, it was like a motel. I, we lived like maybe 400 people, 300 people that I don't have idea, but for example, fourth floor, you got 50 or 100 persons, and you have like two kitchens or three, like showers like you have in a beach, and you need to split with all the people. If I need to give like a percentage, it was like 70, 30, percent men, 30 women, something like that. Yes, I have some friends, I have some friends that they came and they went in the same day. Yes, they stay like two three days and they go. My plans is to go to move to private house and start uh, my life. Learn Dutch. I gave myself until the end of the year to learn at least like be one Dutch and then I, I I'm gonna try to find a house in my area. A job in my area. Okay my opinion is like this. We came to Netherlands, we get um, Not very well paid jobs, but we knew it before we came, so they were not lying, but we are here. I think we should be treated like uh, people because we contributed to to Netherlands. Because with this, what they get is people 3 months to get money and go back to their country, spend the money in their country. If they treat us well, the people will stay longer and we're gonna spend here the money that we heard and we're gonna contribute to their country, but they don't see that. The government, like, put uh, do look to the, the other side. Don't care. But I hope that something will change. But uh, I want the people that came don't happen to them the same thing that happened to me. Doesn't matter if they are from Portugal, Spain, Poland. I don't care because we are all the same. We are from other country and they don't care. It's like we are not here. We are only a number.